Welcome to the Lord's House here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church. It's wonderful that you've all joined us today. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, today is uh, the baptism of our Lord, as you can see by the, the opening slide on our PowerPoint today. Uh, we, as we open the Epiphany season, of course, on the 6th was the day of Epiphany, which is the, the visiting of the wise men to, to the Christ child. And then uh, today we celebrate his baptism. And we'll talk about that in our readings and during our message this morning. Also, uh, during our service today, if you are an officer here at St. Paul's, uh, we'll be doing an installation of officers. Uh, there's been some confusion about whether we're new officers or old officers. So I'm just going to say, if you are an officer of the church, just come forward uh, during, that, uh, during that portion. Not quite yet. Um, uh, during that portion of... Uh, the service, and that'll take place right after the Apostles' Creed. Uh, so just be mindful of that. Um, so I'll invite you forward then. During our service today, we'll be using Divine Service Setting 1. If you uh, are looking in your hymnal, that begins on page 151. But as always, our hymns, our readings, and all of our responses are up on our screens this morning. And so as we begin our worship today, uh, we sing hymn number 399. God's blessings on your worship this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I will tell of the decree, the Lord said to me, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. For his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children and inheritors with him of everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading for this baptism of our Lord Sunday is from the 42nd chapter of the prophet Isaiah. There are several times throughout Isaiah's uh, entire book where he speaks of the servant, the one who the Lord uses to perform his works. And of course, we can always draw conclusions that he is speaking ultimately about Christ. I'd like to draw your attention that at one point it says that I have put my spirit on this servant. Uh, and then later in today's uh, gospel, we will hear of the servant anointing Christ at his baptism. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his law. Thus says God the Lord who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you, of them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading comes to us from St. Paul's letter to the Roman church, chapter 6. St. Paul uh, gives us a bit of a detail about how our baptisms connect us with Christ. St. Paul asks, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound by no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, 
so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise as we hear the gospel. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. To you, this is Matthew's account of the baptism of Christ. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated, and I'd like to invite forward any children who'd like to come up for a children's message. Come on up. Go ahead and take a seat. Take a seat. I think we have someone else coming up. Okay, maybe not. All right. Well, it is good to be with you all. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, that's really good. Oh, come on up, Ty. Got plenty of room up here, okay? You're doing great. You guys all gave me a really good good morning, and I appreciate that. This morning, we're talking about a very important event in the life of Jesus. Did you hear what happened to Jesus in our reading today? Did you notice? Now, what do you think, Zoe? Um, Christmas is done. Christmas is done, okay. Yeah. Well, Jesus got baptized. Do you know what baptized means? What does it mean, Linnea? Okay, you could be with God when you die. Good. Do you know what baptism is? You had your hand raised. Yeah, they put water on newborn babies' heads. 
But can you guess how old Jesus was when he was baptized? Any idea? What do you think, Lene? 60? Not quite. No, that's a little too much. He was 30. Normally we baptize babies, right? But Jesus was baptized when he was 30. But that really doesn't matter. Does it matter what age you're baptized? No, sure doesn't. And in fact, you all were baptized, I know, when you were very little. But when you were baptized, you may not remember it. But that doesn't change the fact that when you were baptized, you were connected with Jesus. You were made a part of Jesus' family. And we can remember today when Jesus was baptized, he was doing it so that we could be connected with him. So that even though maybe we can't look out and see Jesus standing somewhere or we can't uh, necessarily walk up to him and shake his hand or anything, through our baptisms, we're connected with Jesus through his baptism. So I want you to think about that every time you see a baptism or every time you think about baptism, that Jesus was baptized too. And that we're connected with him by our baptisms. When, when we were baptized, we were made a part of God's family. And Jesus was baptized for us so that we could be connected with him forever. So let's fold our hands and bow our heads and let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for being born for us and for being baptized for us. We thank you that we are connected to you forever and that we know that we'll live forever with you because of what you've done for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, well, thank you all very much for coming up. Uh, as our young people head back to their seats, we sing hymn number 405.
Grace, mercy, and peace to each and every one of you through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We've just ended Christmas time, gone through some holidays that are usually marked with gatherings and parties and dinners. And I remember as a kid, you would oftentimes see family members that you only see once or twice a year at these holiday gatherings. When Christmas time came around and you heard or you, you, you would see a, a great uncle or great aunt or maybe a great grandparent, you might ask your parents, like, who are they? I know I recognize them, but I don't know who they are. And your parents would have to explain it to you, and by the time next year rolled around, you'd forget it again. But it, the reason we do that is because we like to know where we fit, right? We want to know where we fit personally within the history of our family. Who are these people, and where do I come in? How am I related? You know, the same question oftentimes comes up in our own minds when we think about Scripture, or we think about our faith. Where do I fit into this? We're told through sermons and Bible studies and maybe per personal devotions, when we read the Bible, that this is your story. This is your history. This is who you are. But it's really hard to see where do I fit into this? It's at, at closest in time, written 2,000 years ago, and if you read even further back in the Old Testament, thousands of years before that. And not only are we separated by time, but all of these things take place in a land that I would imagine most of you have not been to, myself included. Where do we fit in? Now this day is, as I've said several times, the remembrance of the baptism of Christ. Now it may seem like a little bit of a leap to jump from Christmas, the birth of the baby boy Jesus, to even a couple of days ago where Epiphany was celebrated, where we remember the wise men, or I should say the magi coming to visit the Christ child, and we estimate that was between one and two years old. And then all of a sudden, we're talking about a 30-year-old man being baptized. Seems a little bit like a lapse of time. But I want to tell you that the birth of Christ at Christmas and the baptism of Christ 30 years later actually have a lot to do with each other and have a lot to do with how we fit into the history of God's salvation story. The story that God is writing from Eden all the way to the end times of how he is saving his people and where we fit into it. Consider this, as we celebrate the Christ child being born, already God is entering our lives, isn't he? He's giving flesh, or he is, he is taking on flesh, I should say, the the Word of God, God Himself, is taking on flesh, taking on our human form for us. When Jesus submits to the baptism of John, He doesn't do it to benefit Himself, but He is benefiting us because He is taking on our human 
duties. He is taking on who we are as God's people. His baptism is for our benefit, not for his. I want to read to you just a little bit from the Romans passage that we heard today, where Paul asks, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound by no means? How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. These words from Paul contain a key for us to understand where we fit in to this story. Where do we fit in into God's salvation? Well, in our baptisms, we are connected to Christ's baptism. As Christ is baptized, as Christ is born, as Christ experiences the humanity that we experience, the humanity not only of, of joy and happiness, but also of pain, of sorrow, of hunger, of exhaustion, we are connected through our baptism to the works of Christ. That's what Paul is saying here. So that when Christ died, we die with him. And so we know that if Christ is to live that perfect life, he did it for us. We receive those benefits because we've been baptized, because he's been baptized. So we can think about our baptism as this great big tether that links us across time, across space, to Christ. That links us with him now and forever. That not only do we receive the benefits of the baptism, but we receive the benefits of his death as he dies to sin, his life as he lives that perfect life, his resurrection, that as he defeats death itself, we receive all of those gifts by the power of our baptism. This is where we fit into the story of salvation. This is where we connect with our history, with our Christ. And we can look back and say, that is when I entered Christ's story of salvation. But this isn't just some idea that we think about here in church and then when we leave the doors, it goes away. I want to finish reading that passage from Romans 6 where uh, Paul says, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Because death no longer holds power over Christ, 
We're linked through his, bap through his baptism and our baptism. Death no longer has power over us. Sure, we experience the pain of death. We have loved ones who we have lost, and we even look towards a future where we realize the reality that we too will die. But we, because of Christ's death and resurrection, have no fear that it is a permanent problem. It has no permanent control over me. Death takes away, certainly, but because of Christ's resurrection, what we lose, we gain back. We gain back because Christ lived perfectly, because Christ died and took our sin with him. We live perfectly, or we get that perfect life in Christ because of our baptism, because of his baptism. And so as we go forward in our daily lives, we live as baptized children of God. Knowing that the pain and the problems of this world, knowing that death itself no longer has dominion over Christ and therefore not dominion over me. So we reject the ways of hatred, of selfishness, of greed, of lies, of untruth. We reject these, those things because that's not who I am. I'm connected with Christ. I'm not tethered to sin. I'm not tethered to death. I am connected with him. I am linked with him because he did those things. He lived for me. He was baptized for me. He died for me. He rose for me. We receive all those benefits because we have been baptized into Christ. We are connected in all of those things. That is my hope and that is your hope that in him we live forever. Death and sin no longer have dominion over us. And so we live now and forever. Amen. May the peace of Christ that surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Please rise. We take a moment now to confess our common Christian faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The congregation may please be seated, and I'd like to invite forward anyone who is an officer of this congregation whether you were voted in this last time or not, uh, if you fulfill one of those roles, please come forward for the installation. Just stand.
Beloved in the Lord, Holy Scripture admonishes us that all things should be done decently and in good order. To that end, the Constitution and bylaws of this congregation establish various offices to which men and women are elected and appointed to serve. In doing so, the church follows the example of the early Christian church described in Acts chapter 6. The twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. The Apostle Peter writes in his first epistle, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You have been chosen to fulfill specific offices and positions of responsibility at St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Ireton, Iowa. You are to work with the pastor that our life together in Christ may be orderly and pleasing in his sight. You are to see that the services of God's house are held at the proper times that the word of God is purely preached and taught according to the Lutheran confessions, and the sacraments of Christ are administered according to his institution, that provision is made for the Christian instruction of young and old, that the erring are admonished, and that discipline is maintained. You are to see that the temporal affairs of the congregation are properly administered, and the proper support is provided for the workers of this congregation. You are to assist in caring for the poor and the sick, in cultivating harmony among the members, in promoting the general welfare of the congregation, and in furthering the kingdom of Christ here and throughout the world. While holiness of life and obedience to Christ are expected of all members of this, of this church, it is especially important that you as office bearers in his church show yourselves by word and example to be faithful to him in service and Christian devotion. In the presence of God and in this congregation, I therefore ask you, do you accept the offices entrusted to you? Do you promise faithfully to carry out your duties, trusting in the Lord and word in accordance with the faith of the Evangelical Lutheran Church? If so, then answer, I do. And now address the congregation. Beloved in the Lord, you have heard the promises of faithfulness spoken by these men and women whom you have selected to serve as officers of St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Ayrton, Iowa. Do you promise to support them in their work, remember them in your prayers, and to work with them to the best of the abilities that God has given you so that he may be glorified in his work? If so, then answer, we do. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I install you as officers of St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Ireton, Iowa, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Almighty and most merciful God, enlighten and strengthen you in your offices, that you may be good and faithful stewards to the glory of his name and the good of his people. Amen. Go in the name of the Lord. Be steadfast, immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord, 
knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The Almighty and most merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. Thank you very much. You may head back to your seats. And as our officers head back to their seats, I invite the rest of the congregation to rise for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, your Son fulfilled all righteousness and submitted to baptism with sinners in the Jordan. Well pleased, you opened the heavens for us and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. As you have joined us to Christ's death and resurrection by holy baptism and given us your Spirit, strengthen our hearts and open our ears to hear your holy word and rejoice that you have made us your beloved children in him. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, as you have opened heaven to your church through holy baptism, give her faithful teachers to proclaim your Son, Jesus Christ, and all that accords with godliness, that many would repent of their sins and join him in his kingdom. Bless the missionaries who work to make your word known throughout the world, especially Paul Flo. Henry Witte, James Sharp, and Carl Hansen. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, your Son Jesus is the Christ and true King of this world. Grant great humility to the rulers of the nations that they would submit to the preaching of his holy word for the sake of their own souls and for the good of your holy people. Protect all those who work to keep us safe, emergency responders, police officers, firefighters, medical professionals, and those in the military. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, have compassion on your creation. Deliver from danger all who are threatened by natural disaster, dangerous weather, pestilence, flood, or famine. Provide all that is needed for this body and life. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Holy God, you sent your Son as the servant who would preserve the bruised reed and the faintly burning wick. Hear us on behalf of those in need of healing and deliverance, especially Phyllis Winterfeld, Vivian Johnson, Merlin Rosterman, Troy Renking, Gary Holtrop, Heidi Blodo, Jesse West, Shirley Kane, Dolan Grassoff, Todd Dagan, Joyce Boyer, Kayla Turing, Brenna Erickson, Sharon Fraker, and Shelley Moon. Provide healing, restoration, and justice according to your good and gracious will, and grant that we would always rejoice in your Son's everlasting faithfulness toward us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you have called your church from every tribe and nation. Grant that your people throughout the world would rejoice in the death and resurrection of Christ, and live as those who have died and risen with him in holy baptism. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Just a reminder that if you uh, would like to, we have offering plates at the back of church or in the narthex, or you may use online giving through our website. We continue with the offertory. <coughs>
Our Father, who art in heaven, how will it be thy name? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and our trespasses, as we those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Merciful Father, through holy baptism, you called us to be your own possession. Grant that our lives may evidence the working of your Holy Spirit in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. According to the image of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please be seated for our closing hymn.
Good morning. Welcome to the Lord's House here at St. Paul's. It's fantastic to have you all here with us today. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you to all the, the church officers who were installed today and those who continue to serve. I appreciate your, uh, your continued support here at, at St. Paul's. Uh, a few announcements. Hopefully this week we'll get to have confirmation. Um, we had to cancel it last week because of weather. So confirmation, our normal time, 4.45 uh, to start that. Um, hopefully I'll get to have my Thursday morning Bible study at 10 a.m. Uh, I, I, here's, here's a good rule of thumb. If you're, if you're a Thursday morning Bible study attender and West Sioux has two hours late, we won't have it. Or if they have no school, we won't have it. So let's just go off of that. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, other than that, we probably will. Um, so hopefully we'll have that up here. Also this Thursday, I have an elders meeting at 6 p.m. over in the council room. Uh, in the education wing, so if you're an elder, please be here for that, uh, 6 p.m. this Thursday. Uh, today, we're also going to restart uh, Sunday school. Um, because the basement, hopefully the flooring will get started this week is the plan. Um, we can't really meet down there, but I had a thought. I'm going to have to teach the older, um, older Sunday school students anyway. If I could have just some assistance setting up some tables in the narthex after church and then taking them down, we could have our adult Bible study back in the narthex with our, uh, with our older uh, Sunday school students. So if we, could, we have some tables down in the vestibule here, and we have some chairs over in the, um, in the library. So if anybody wants to help me with that, stick around for Bible study, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, we probably won't need more than two tables worth of chairs and, and tables. Uh, so that way you can stick around for adult Bible study, have that while our kids have Sunday school, and then we can... Um, go home and then continue to talk about the Lord. Any other announcements that need to be highlighted today? Seeing none. All right. Well, God's blessings to you all. Have a great week in the Lord.